the tales of the Prince. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, a podcast where we love and they kill. That, yeah. that, that works, right? <laughs> I love and Gary kills. Jeremy loves and Gary kills. That's probably better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy and Gary love Will kills. Okay. It's Will's uh, fault. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, uh, we called a little bit of an audible. Uh, we had plans for a couple different things in the slot. Uh, one of which uh, I'm excited to announce. We're going to have a guest spot. I think we talked about that a little bit. We did. Um, we're going to have Gwen, uh, Duckfeed producer extraordinaire, join us to talk about Old Man Logan. Uh, very excited about that. However, the way scheduling works and everything, uh, Gwen's going on tour soon. Uh, and uh, I was supposed to watch Miss Marvel for mm-hmm. a TV mm-hmm. wrap-up, MCU TV wrap-up, and I didn't. Uh, I, did, I didn't have it. I watched the first episode. I liked it just fine. Uh, soundtrack's really good. Um, and then I uh, did not have it in me this week to watch the rest of it. Like, chug it. That's okay. It it's, was a busy it, week. It happens. It's not yeah. all, not all. Sometimes you just don't want to sit down and relax and watch a fun TV show about a girlish hero just trying to come to terms with her place in society. Sometimes you're better yeah. than that. You know, sometimes you're better than yeah, that. So, <laughs> sometimes, you know, I just wanted to watch something with like, I, it was like bring back that um that US agent guy, bring back that John Walker. Yeah. From uh I from wanted to watch something with him. Like just a hero who looks more like me. Mm-hmm. You know? A <laughs> so real shitbag of a of a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, a good old boy. Uh that that's not true at all. That's uh <laughs> not gonna pretend to be racist here. Uh I, I thought it was good. Her dad's super fucking charming in it. Oh yeah. Uh, I love her yeah. family. Um just you know, it's good. I just didn't want to I didn't have time. Uh, Lar- we're for watch out for fireballs. We're playing a very old uh, CRPG, and it's grindy. Uh, so I have a lot of that to get through. Yeah, I um, um I've, been, I've been in a bit weird yeah. moment with TV right now because Autumn and I keep wanting to because we're super super stressed out like in our day to day lives. Yeah. And like we were like, oh, the new season of Ted Lasso is on. We enjoy that show. Let's watch Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And Ted Lasso is a very funny show. Um, but it's it's now in season three and all they really care about is like dealing with people's like internal shame or interpersonal conflicts <laughs> or whatever and like i just i just want the ned flanders looking dude to say ned flanders sounding stuff and be funny and c- kick a football around a little bit and that's not happening yeah Roy kent's not it's, yelling uh, at anybody or not, he's not yelling at anybody enough and i'm very mad about it it's too uh it's too wholesome it's it, or, uh got not wholesome too uh too character too literary Yes. Too focused on, on highbrow stuff. That keeps happening. Uh, me and Liv are watching the X-Files um, for the beginning. We just finished season one of that. And it's old season, so they're all 24-episode long seasons. Mm-hmm. You know? But there are nights where I'm just like, I don't have it in me to like watch a, a 90s X-Files that maybe might be kind of crappy. Uh, let's just watch an old It's Always Sunny. Yes. So we've just been throwing on classic episodes of that where there's no character growth. Mm-mm. There's nothing to get invested in. It's just like, haha, funny, funny. Now let's go to sleep, uh, and that's what we're looking for. And even when that show like concerns itself with doing like multi-episode arc character development, um, it's generally in just like the most awful way possible. <laughs> like it's just yeah. the worst thing in the world. So uh, I love Always Sunny. I love love those dudes. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, we're just trying. We're gonna do God yeah. loves a man kills. I don't actually know if we said those words out loud. Uh, oh. We yeah. we got distracted talking about um, TV shows. So, yeah, we're going to cover the early 80s uh, 
canonical graphic novel question mark graphic novel uh from x-men god loves man kills by christopher claremont and brent eric erickson um yeah i'm uh, published in 1982 originally uh pretty pretty uh important x-men story i think you know like if the idea is uh, we'll, we'll get into you know how enjoyable it is which i like i have i like the story uh we haven't talked about it off mic so this is the first time Jeremy's hearing any of this. Oh, I uh, thought this was going to be a yeah. rip session. <clears throat> no, 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 it's not a rip session, but it's okay. Well, I can rip it because the uh, it is real silly. And at one point, Kitty Pride does say, "What if somebody had said?" Uh, and then throws a slur out. Yeah. It's a little bit tough. Um, and there's a lot of Bible quoting, which I know you and I both just skim past. Oh, when that yes. happens. Oh, yes. Uh, but so like when this came out. You know, as a thing in terms of like X Men history, I think it's like good and big. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm going to put it. I uh, um, I think it's, it's I think it's like overall it's it is a it is a good X Men story. Um, it is classic Claremont, and that there's just a whole oh, yeah. lot of text to chew through. Uh, but it's good good 80s art. It's really fun interactions. Um, it's reading the wikipedia page on it i was kind of fascinated with the idea that it was supposed to be just like this one-off non-canonical story um and then like i guess people thought about this for years it was like actually no it's totally it's because it was so good like people liked it so much that they wanted it to be part of the x-men story uh and it wasn't until like the second x-men movie that they i guess they then they did a a follow-up to this uh i guess god loves to man loves to (laughs) god loves man loves or god loves man kills too yeah i think is what it's called Uh, i remember uh, i didn't read that book it was a chris claremont book in the 2000s but i remember reading reviews of it um and stuff but this this other stuff the purifiers and striker have been rolled in to Mm x-men uh become canon uh, this is the the book that X Men Two, the second X Men movie, is based on, like very loosely. But there's you know more parallels than than initially than just the name. Yeah, you know. Um, and yeah, again those those things. The idea. So there's a collected edition, a special edition of this that I read that has ten extra pages that tie into what Chris Claremont was doing at the time with a absolute, like one of the worst character designs I've ever seen, a character called Warden. <laughs> uh, it's real silly. They got the original art to do this framing sequence of Kitty Pride telling a little girl the story of this graphic novel. Oh, no. Uh, the reason I bring that, that up is there's an interview in the middle of it that I read with Chris Claremont. Uh, I don't like how Chris, Chris Claremont interviews very well, but one of the things he said was that him and, and Louise Simonson, when they were working on this, they're like, what is the X-Men story we can make that tells you all the stuff you need to know about them and their place in the world. Like if we wanted to make a graphic novel, that's like, this is how society treats the X-Men. This is their struggle. Here are the characters. These are like in broad swaths, what their personalities are. Like what is one book for that? And I think it actually is pretty good at that. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that, that is the, the biggest thing I have to hand it to him is like, no, no, this is, this is a really good uh, fears and hates them mm-hmm. story. You know, and I'm, I always like X-Men dealing with prejudice instead of, you know, space. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, Very much like, that. like, I think this is, is better for the X-Men. It's one of the, so Marvel did these things called graphic, no, original graphic novels uh, from 1982 to 1990. And they're real weird. Uh, have you ever looked at these things? No, no, not in, I, this one, realizing oh. that this was a whole series made me want to kind of dive in a little bit because I was like, oh, so this is what they, like, they saw the Watchmen come out and were like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we need to, yeah. we need to do something. So look, click on that link I sent you. This is all of them. 
uh, and tell me what's wrong with uh, this picture. Like what happens kind of every every once in a while, they throw in something pretty weird. Uh, these huh. graphic novels here. This is okay. <laughs> so you, you know, you got the new mutants got introduced in a uh-huh. graphic novel. I've read that before, and it's yeah. it's fine. It's good. Uh, Death of Captain Marvel happens. That's great. Hulk versus Thing. Cool. Big fight. Uh, Kill, Kill Raven. Raven. Warrior of the Worlds. Uh, <laughs> okay. He goes and defends Martians. Uh, okay. Uh, you got Daredevil. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Spider Man. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, and then Wolfpack and the Pit, which were from New Universe, uh, which is this weird 80s Marvel tried to start a second universe uh, thing. And they're getting really fucking pushed uh, in this. Look at Wolfpack, man. Wolfpack um, looks like uh, the what is that movie with the two gangs where they snap their fingers at each other? What am I thinking of? It's the Warriors. It's the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's very much meet, that. Yeah. Meet the Bronx teenagers chosen for their extraordinary abilities, trained in hand to hand combat by the mysterious Mister Mac. Perfect. Mr. Uh, they Mac. are the Wolf Pack. <laughs> imagine if yeah. <laughs> imagine if Mister Mac was just a giant rat. <laughs> <laughs> it's some sort of mutant rat. Is that something that we could do? I do like that this no. there's a mean guy on the cover of this in a wheelchair though. Like he looks like people he's yeah, yeah, very tired great. of people asking him about his wheelchair situation. Like, how yeah. did you how did you get down the stairs into the subway? He's like, shut the fuck yeah. up. Shut the fuck up. I can do anything you can do, asshole. <laughs> um I started reading the Doctor Strange and uh, Doctor Doom one. There's Triumph and Torment. Mm-hmm. Uh this because I was like, I haven't read a good Doctor Strange story. You know what? Then I was looking at like which ones people like, and this is about them teaming up to go to hell to rescue Doctor Doom's mother, uh, and it's pretty fun so far. It has old Mike Mignola art, the the Hellboy guy, yeah, doing art well I was, before Hellboy. I was going to ask about that because it looked the cover looks so. Oh yeah, his name is right there. Okay, yeah, so. yeah. So it's, it's kind of neat. Like it's it's cool to see his early art um, when he's not. It's not a stylized, but th- this is definitely just like a weird corner of Marvel shit. Kill Raven, yeah. I'm just fascinated by because it looks so much. It's like Dazzler and Longshot had a, a had a child together and named like him their Kill outfits Raven. had a child. D- yeah, sure. Like it, yeah. <laughs> and and they all got uh, stuck on Kill Raven, Warrior of the Worlds by Don McGregor leads the Freeman against Martian invaders while searching for his lost brother Joshua. <laughs> imagine, imagine being the Joshua in your in that relationship, and like your mo- your mom and dad named your brother Kill Raven, and you're Josh. Joshua, I can't wait to get a Joshua action figure. <laughs> now with now with sitting action. Yeah. Very very good. Um, yeah. Uh, now including his his hometown, his mom's basement. Yeah, yeah, but we're gonna do. Uh, so this is just one long issue. Uh, the special edition cuts it into two uh, issues, but we're gonna do that for this episode, uh, and then be back with more stuff next episode. Uh, back to our regularly scheduled stuff, but we just needed a short story, basically. Yeah, and this uh, is it. Cover. And um, yeah. we're gonna start with the cover, which is a uh, interesting, like, kind of. I don't know if yours looks like vaguely messed up with like Kitty Pride coming out of like that they wanted to show her phasing, but then they couldn't include a wall somewhere. Like, does that make sense? Does that what's happening on yours on yours too? Like, does it look a little so I weird? Got, I couldn't get the original one to open, so I have the extended cut. Is that the one you have? No, uh, open. Mm-mm. Okay, I've got I've got the extended cut open. For some reason, it wouldn't. Uh, the search would not bring up the original version for me. Okay, uh, I do not know why. So this this doesn't have that. They did a new cover art for this version. Oh well, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the original version is just like uh, the six X Men with like Xavier and, and a larger Xavier behind them, like going, kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, William Stryker um, 
you know, with the obviously on TV, like a little floating head, but like the X-Men are standing above New York City. Like they're like giant figures above New York City and Kitty Pride is on the right hand side. And it's, she's drawn as if she is coming out of the wall, but there's just no wall there. So it's just like her phasing out of air. Yeah, her ass is yeah. just cut off, or just yeah, <laughs> abs- very funny. No, and, that's uh, how they made uh, Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> uh, you know, she tried to go through the tear, and her ass got cut off. Zing. And because her ass is in a different world, she's able to. There is reality. There is always a lighthouse. There is yeah, always missing always an ass. <laughs> Um, mine also, the second page, uh, also has this great message from Marvel that says the previously published content includes negative depictions of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Social change is a journey and we must acknowledge where we've come from to build a more inclusive future. And I find this kind of fascinating because it's like, they didn't, there's nothing necessarily that I think is bad in here. Like Kitty uses the N word, uh, but also Kitty, this is not the first time Kitty has used the N word. Like we think we all know that she's a little racist. Um, this is it's, literally, it's, kind of a, it's that thing that happens with everyone, you know, in real life uses the N word. <laughs> like if they, if they say it and they, even if they act a little ashamed, you're like, Oh, they felt good enough to say it. That means they say it all the time. Yep. Yeah, you absolutely. A hundred percent. If it dropped that easy yeah. from their mouths, they, they, it's been running through their heads all day. Um, and yeah. But I don't know. Like I, I thought, I thought this is a weird thing to put uh, in front of something because it's not like they make fun of any cultures. It's not like they, like all of the race talk and the are we humans? Are we less than humans? All of that stuff. I think actually holds up from a twenty twenty three perspective. Um, yeah, and I, I, I feel like this is a better metaphor than most other X Men comics, right? Uh, well, it, it's what they're trying to do. Like again, like the the remit of this book was to really sell that. You know, it's like a laser focused. Uh, that part of the X-Men metaphor, you know, that they are an oppressed people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you can, you can put in this uh, book, Kitty Pride uh, specifically draws parallels to, to people of color. Uh, other books will take, you know, parallels to gay you know, people or mm-hmm. other kinds of coming out, other kinds of oppressed people um, here. I think it's just because of that word. And I feel like that might be a boilerplate thing yeah, they did whenever they so. republished anything that said the N word. Which I mean, uh, I, I, I can I can definitely see like some people at Marvel being like, maybe we shouldn't. In fact, this copy of it yeah. like has the N word like blurred out. Um, yeah, you, you can you can only see yeah. the N. So, um, yeah. which is which is good. I, I don't think we really need to see Kitty Pride saying no. that on, on the Marvel Unlimited. I, yeah, app, I don't. So. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not made comfortable by that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's it's an interesting uh, thing since this is. A, tolerance is the point of this book. Mm-hmm. You know, it it is uh it's not subtle about it. Uh, it is not a, it's not a, a ambiguous message at all. No, no, not, not uh, in this. Um, if, if anything, it's, it's very much the opposite. I'm curious, um, like, I, I'm, I'm always curious about this, but like the time period that this set in, like the context where this book of coming out when it did, uh, like were like, I wonder what, how people were viewing comic books in the early eighties. And like, were, were people like, obviously people at the X-Men were popular. Like they were on coming back from the late seventies. They were on this mm-hmm. uprise, but like, were people really looking at it as the metaphor back then? Like, were they really getting it? And if, and I feel like maybe like Chris Claremont was like, no, 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 you guys are just here for the space aliens. Like, let me, let me draw a line under this. Let me release this 65 page graphic novel so I can really show you what I'm trying to do here. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just yeah. kind of curious how, what, I mean, there were no comic book review sites in 1982. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard to say. I know that like dealing with that kind of stuff is part of the reason why the X-Men exploded you know, in, in the late seventies, right? Like people were hungry for, for, uh, late, you know, late silver age, bronze age stuff where it wasn't, um, 
you know, Biff Bang Pow, yeah. black and white morality about stuff. So that is part of why it took off. But I also don't know, you're right, that there's not, uh, that I can find, like, discourse, you yeah. know, uh, about it. Like, I want to read essays. There weren't podcasts back then. Um, there <laughs> but, might be, like, scholarly studies, but I didn't, like, hop onto JSTOR to, yeah. uh, you know, to, to, to find this um, before recording. I was talking with guys. a friend the other day about uh, podcasts being cited and like academic papers and things like that. And like the, mm-hmm. the you know, the, the relatively young audience that are now writing stuff and like trying to cite fat things in podcasts that could literally just disappear tomorrow. Like, you know, they could just yeah. evaporate and, or maybe they're like Spotify exclusive. And so like the person reading the paper doesn't have Spotify. <laughs> the like professor if, has to. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a hip hop guy that I follow that started a uh, like deep dive into Michael Jackson. Um, and okay. I was, I was super excited about it. So of course, like I opened up overcast and was like, you know, typed in the message uh, and um, typed in the title. I mean, and no, no. And then I had to go back and it was like, Oh, this is a, I don't even remember the service, like a title exclusive or like a something exclusive or something that I didn't have access to. And I was like, well, that's a real fucking bummer, man. But whatever. That's irritating. At least let me buy it a la carte. Like at least let me patronize the creator directly. Yeah. Yeah. And I I didn't look further than that. You have to give Jay-Z money to. Yeah. So if, uh, if, uh, if my buddy, I can't, now I can't remember his name. I was going to make a joke about it, but I I guess if he, if he doesn't, if he's, if he's listening to this, I'm sorry, man. I will listen to your Michael Jackson podcast when it comes to, you know, iTunes or whatever. Anyway, uh, in this comic book, we're going to start with, uh, two small black children being murdered by, uh, purifiers just to kind of set the tone for this entire book. Uh, they're just playing in a playground and uh, being, and they just compl- shot to death basically by this group that identify yeah, themselves they're, as. They're running like their parents got murked, you know. <laughs> like they're they're asking about that, like what happened to mom and dad? Don't worry about them, <laughs> you know. They're they're gone, kids. Uh, this is you know, very intentional that this is uh, two kids of color, mm-hmm. you know, here, and that they're purifiers. Like the idea being, uh, I mean, again, it's not a subtle book, right? Um, it's it's trying to make us think like, oh, these are racist. You know, they're, they're here for racial purity. But then when they're about to shoot the kid, uh, when the kid's his eyes start glowing, uh, he's a mutant uh, there. And uh, the little girl may not be a mutant, but she does get also murdered. Uh, <laughs> it's bad, dude. Two laser not... blasts. And, like, they hang a sign on them that says mutie. And literally, like, uh, they don't hang them. They're not lynched, but they are, you know. They're, they're crucified on swing sets. They are crucified on swing sets. And Basically. it's horrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah, and of and the, like the our our hero of the story really, I think, is Magneto, and he's the one that finds these kids and is like, I cannot believe like this is this is they're they're going after children. Um, yeah, <clears throat> this is fucked up. He's seen this shit before. Um, in the interview section of the extended version, they talked about how it was kind of a big deal. This was the first major thing where Magneto spent a lot of time without his helmet, hmm. uh, which which sounds silly. It sounds like you know Malibu Stacy has a new hat. Uh, kind of thing but it was so he could emote yeah the artist did not want him to be anonymous they wanted you know because he is kind of you're right he's kind of a protagonist of this he's not wrong uh during this at any point and he's the one who saves the day um which was also pretty neat for this at the time you know that's interesting Uh, because i've been watching a lot of that uh, mandalorian series um yeah and it's it's the exact same thing where like you have a real hard time connecting to any of the supporting cast because they're all in dumb Star Wars helmets. <laughs> like you can't want to see their face. Like, uh, and there only two of them really get like you know d- the ability to do actual like 
character work uh and you mm-hmm. know who those two are they're the stars of the show so like but like the rest of them like it's uh, there's something missing from the show because your usual like colorful supporting cast is nowhere to be found because you're all you getting do- face acting yeah 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 because all you do that dude carries a chain gun and that that guy flies a little faster than everybody else <laughs> like that's all you get so it's a it's interesting um there have been studies and stuff about how that applies to sports mm-hmm. like people will connect more with basketball players than football players because interesting. of that mm. like you can see them like we don't you know, we, it's also a reason why uh, masks uh, are like scary to people is because it, it stops facial animation. Like I've always found mascot costumes a little spooky, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, and, and just like wondering why and then learning like, no, oh, there's there's studies behind this. This is a human nature thing. It's because I can't read their faces. They have a big unblinking, you know, unmoving face. And that activates something in your lizard brain to be like danger. Which is, which is probably why Magneto had the helmet in the first place. Yep. You know, other than just it's a cool design, like, you know, villains having that kind of helmet so it hides what they what they look like. You know, same thing even with the Joker's like permanent smile, right? Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. He's not emoting normally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting that this was like the first time that was done because I feel like there's just, one there's... of the first, like the most. I mean, he's taking his helmet off, but yeah. he's doesn't have it for most of the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I meant like not the first time, but like it's interesting that this was a, a specific choice because we've seen so much of so many comic books since then, like of where these guys just take off their mask and take off their helmets and like talk to each other like they're normal people. Yeah, it was a continuum. You know, I had to get to that. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, we get to we cut over to New York City, uh, to the headquarters of Stryker, uh, here, and this is where it begins. My biggest bugbear for this is that Stryker speaks 80 percent in bible quotes yeah and i can't can't uh, dude I, can't, I got no I, I got no i got nothing on this i hate this so much <laughs> if, if, if i read it like i'll read it and be like oh i know he's talking about i know this applies to real life but it just saying something very simple and in, in 10 times as many words as it needs to uh to borrow kind of importance from the bible you know so he, he's talking about this like you know parable uh you know about wicked things and that that should be smited in the bible and obviously he means mutants and that's fine you know but it's just it's so many fucking words just to say it in a very flowery kind of boring way yeah um yeah there's a there's a pretty large reason why i don't read the bible uh, and it's because it's written yes. like this. Like, it's not because yeah. the stories are dumb. Like, I, I'm not going to say anything. It's not a good book, though. It, it, it's like a Kojima kind of thing where it's like maybe there's a good story in there, but the storytelling is fucking awful. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yes, so, yes. The Bible via Kojima actually could the be. The Kojima Bible just made me fucking my blood turned ice. <laughs> maybe, but maybe, Gary, maybe it saves video games. Have you thought about that? Have you thought that maybe it saves video games? Or saves Christianity. Like, uh, either way, like everyone's getting saved honestly if it destroys yeah. christianity and saves video games it might be a worse trade-off i don't know i can't tell or, or uh, destroy both <laughs> or get them uh, both yeah them knock fight. them both out yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them fight. uh no longer uh, are we reading the king james bible it's the, <laughs> the king, king kojima bible king kojima uh, bible i love this i yeah. love this concept. It, it, it's, it's 70 sets it's like this you know uh you know episode the first episodic bible god um God, when the, you uh, when you when you see what Mary Magdalene cuts off the end, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you see what Mary Magdalene is wearing, you will hang your head in shame. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Magdalene was forced to eat concrete as a child. She has to be naked for plot reasons. Um, <laughs> the uh, so he uh, he's just saying they're being evil uh, there. I like how this guy is drawn. 
uh, he's just a guy, you know, mm -hmm. that was also a cool thing about this. Like the X-Men are used to fighting, uh, you know, Eric the Red and the Living Tribunal and shit. And this is just a dude. This is an old white guy with power, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I like that about him. Um, he's also this. The other thing about this when this came out was that uh, TV, like very scary TV evangelists were really a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, not that there aren't super scary religious, like there's the fucking Moonies, right? Like there's, there's very scary religious movements now, but they're not on TV 24 seven. They're not in the conscious because nobody who watches fucking TV, um, you know, you don't get them as much, but this was like the fire and brimstone preacher on TV days. I had such a weird interaction with someone about this the other day, uh, because it was a, it was a customer. Um, and mm. we were driving past this, this house and it's like, uh, the house of this like well-known like TV evangelist person down in, uh, outside of new Orleans. And it's a huge fucking house. Like, it, like, you know, like one of these gargantuan spaces right on the river. Um, and the dude that I was riding with was like, do you know whose house that is? And I, I can't remember the guy's name. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, don't, I didn't want to hear the story. So I was like, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, I, I know the dude. He's like, yeah, it sure seems like they, you know, um, they, they sure do make a lot of money. I was like, yeah, that's always kind of put me off the fact that they just keep asking for money. Um, and, you know, my grandfather, like when I when he passed away, like I found that he had been given all of these people so much money. Uh, and I was, and he was and he said, you know, you know, sometimes I think like even though those people uh, took your grandfather's money, you know, your grandfather gave it to him hoping that it would do good. And I think that's what matters. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. That yeah. doesn't fucking matter at all, bro. Like that doesn't, yeah. it's shitty. It's, it's shitty all the way around. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, don't try to make me feel great about my dead grandfather. He was a good dude. You don't have to tell me that. Yeah. Like he, he was, he got taken advantage of. He just yeah, got fucking, it's, it's... he was on a fixed income. Like, what do you want me to say? Yeah. <laughs> but of course I'm in a, a customer for an environment. So I was like, you know, you really make a good point there. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> Tell me more about my grandfather's motivations. Yes. Uh, um, uh, he's being debriefed. I like this yeah. a lot because I, I didn't realize at the time that they were creating this comic book uh, to be like, here's everything that you need to know about the X-Men. And I just, but I really like this like debrief situation of like, there's six X-Men. Here's who they are. Here's how their powers work. And they get like a little action shot of all of them. Um, and it's just like, and they're, they're kind of through his, uh, his lens. So yes. storm is a self-styled pagan goddess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But that's how he would, you know, say it obviously. <clears throat> um, so, you know, we get a little introduction here as he's watching, uh, the crew, um, he's getting ready. He's going to do a big broadcast. It's a big deal. He's on the, 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 uh, the verge of a big debate, uh, there. And he's basically, you know, things, if things go well, uh, th these guys won't be a problem for very much longer. Yes. Uh, yeah. We cut to chapter one, uh, where, which opens with Kitty and this dude, Donnie, I think his name is Danny, um, fighting at the <laughs> poor dance studio of Stevie Hunter's, Hunter's uh, dance studio. This is a weird uh, side character from 80s X-Men. Yeah. Who is hanging around with um, the X-Men for a while. I remember she's a big part of the Extinction Agenda. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is weirdly like one of my favorite, you know, just because I read it when I at the right age, I hear. But I'm like, who the fuck is Stevie Hunter? Like, you know, I'd watch the cartoons and it was like, you know, all Wolverine, Colossus, a person, you know. But this was this was the way. <laughs> Stevie Wonder. Um, she's in a fight with this dude because he just we don't actually know what he said, right? Like he got think he oh no presumably I'm sorry. a racial slur. He he's they, they do right. talk about it later where he just he's yeah. talking about how great uh, William Stryker is. And how great yeah. it is that he's going to kill all muties. And and Kitty has a, obviously has a problem with this. And 
uh, gets physical with him and like punches him in the face and yeah. like, pushes him out of Crashes a window. Crashes him through the door. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's throws a... him out a window. Shit, <laughs> 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 um, kitty. And our X Men friends come and break it up. Plus Stevie, uh, and like they're they're like, hey, you have to get a hold of yourself. Like you've been trained. You you could have seriously hurt this dude, but she feels kind of betrayed because it doesn't seem like they're like taking her side of it. They're just breaking up the fight, right? Um, yeah. Which is, and I and I I can see uh, Kitty's point of this totally of like yeah. this guy's saying horrible shit about who I am, and you guys are just like just trying to calm the situation down, whereas you should be like punching yeah. him in the face just like I did. One of the people is you know Colossus, who is also a mutant, and one of them is Stevie. Stevie is is black uh, there. And she's saying, like, you know, you you're you're trained as an X Men. Like, you could you could have killed that guy, you know. You don't need to be getting into these fights or anything. And uh, she says he would have done the same thing to me if he knew. How can he be so calm? And Stevie says they're only words. Yeah. Uh, and then this is where uh, Key says, suppose he'd called me an N word lover. Yeah. Would you have been tolerant then? You know, basically saying like your struggle matters and my struggle doesn't. Uh, here, the reason why this, you know. Again, I, I think that generally this book's heart is in the right place and it holds up for 2023 eyes in a lot of ways. Um, the reason why something this aggressively comparable like this kind of feels weird is that mutants are made up uh, and, and, uh, and and black people are not, you know, so like it's not a, it's not a horrible point within the world of the book. But also you got to be a little bit careful with that kind of stuff because uh, it's fiction. Yes. You know, if it, that makes sense. And it's, you know, it's it's really difficult because you, we're looking at this in the in the beautiful land of 2023 where we have politicians literally saying on a public stage that yeah. trans people are like X-Men, right? Like we, yeah, that, that was a yeah, literal yeah. thing that just happened within, a, within the last like 30 days. And, but at the same time, like you look back at this and you see uh, Kitty Pride, like what if he had called me an inward lover? And then like this person who is a person of color is like, she was right as in a thought bubble. Damn, yeah. And it, and it's, and yeah. it's like Chris Claremont, like you're a white dude. Um, <laughs> like this just seems, but also like, I think about like, like if, 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 you know, Chris Claremont using probably what he thought was, what, what he believed was a, a, a position of authority, right? Like he has the ability to tell yeah. these stories and he's using it to tell these stories as opposed to just pretending that it doesn't exist, right? Like his heart is in the right place. Yeah, so. This is good works like, exactly. in, in yeah. a way of speaking. Like this individual moment's a bit of a miscalculation, mm-hmm. but it is, uh, it is well-intentioned and probably did some good. Yes, exactly. You know, it is also worth noting, and this is a real standard caveat, but this is 40 years old. Jesus uh, fucking this book, it's I know, right? It, it's a, a half century. So, like, when we were growing up, when we were reading comics, this is the equivalent of talking about pre, like, like Superman one. You know, this was like from the fifties. The equivalent, like, it's this is so fucking old at this point. Uh, time just keeps going. Um, so, for the time, this individual, just like one little bit of well-intentioned uh, clumsiness, I will forgive. And it's also, I think. I think we should also say absolutely hilarious in context and out of context, right? Like the fact that the fact that Kitty Pride has said the N word twice in comic books is absolutely hysterical. Like the fact that comic it, books have this audacity to do this weird shit is just fucking. It never just never fails it. to amaze me, man. You know? Like it's just it's vitamins to her. She can't stop eating berries. <laughs> um, I like uh, this third person in the panel here when uh, Kitty Pride storms off and Colossus is telling Stevie, uh, you know, everything's fine. Who is this super tiny little person next to Colossus? Who's just like, hey, I just got here. What's going on? Uh, there, there's just a tiny girl. Is that also Ili- it's got to be Ileana, right? 
I, I think it might be Ilyana in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Colossus walks away with her. Uh, but she is just uh, microscopic and feels Absolutely. like she hasn't been yeah. there the whole time. Yeah. Uh, um, another little fun w- thing in the Wikipedia article was them. Uh, apparently, I think a bunch of comic book nerds spent a lot of time like trying to figure out where this would fit if, if it was canon. Because, you know, it was before Scott left. But also, Ilyana was, yeah. was a teenager. So, like, they were going through. They were just twisting themselves in knots to try to figure out, like, what issue is this in between or whatever. The Zelda timeline on this shit. Yeah. Um, they're being observed by a van mm-hmm. uh, that has a big and conspicuous 54 uh, <laughs> on the top of it. <laughs> just, uh, um, you know, and they're like, hey, we could shoot the Hunter Woman, should we? And they're like, no, no, no. you know, she's she's a human. Then, you know, she's worse. Uh, she's she's a sympathizer, basically just making Kitty's point yeah. that she just made immediately after. And like, no, you know, our missions is her surveillance. Uh, we shouldn't do that. We're so the idea is this is Operation Headhunter. They're watching the X-Men. Yes. Uh, here. Uh, yeah. We go back over to, we, we the, everybody drives to Xavier's mansion and we catch up with the rest of the team who is hanging out ready for a debate on ABC yep. News Nightline. I remember this logo growing up. This just gave me oh, a lot of w- great. weird feelings yeah, yeah. when I saw this. Um, uh, I love this little exchange with uh, Kitty Pride and Wolverine, you know, because this is at the time when he's training her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, you, get, you know, you got a shiner. What's going on? And she just goes, scrap, fair fight. Sure. You win? No. How come? Like just uh, doing, going into training stuff. Yeah. Uh, there. I like it. Uh, they're all going to sit down and watch this. They all made popcorn to watch Nightline. Uh, that's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scott, being uh, very lame, says, Shush, you two, the program is beginning, uh, which also made me happy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or that might be Colossus. Uh, yeah, I think Scott's not there yet. Um, this is a debate between Stryker and Xavier. Yep. Uh, the way this person dry, draws Xavier is so fucking creepy. He looks he looks uh, just really evil, right? Like, he just looks so evil. He looks evil. sick and evil. It's like DJ Qualls grew up. He looks very sick. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, um, you know, Xavier that only eats French fries. Uh, <laughs> French fry God so Xavier, good. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is a debate that you probably have can can already hear in your brain, right? Like if you've been following X Men yeah. stuff for a long time, it's William Stryker saying like "woo mutants" and Charles being like uh, "they're just people." Like, why are you talking about yeah. them like they're one like organism or something? And then the debate gets cut off. Kind of after William Stryker makes makes some points using fear mongering, yeah. and it's it's all kind of they, set they, up to have Charles like lose this debate. Yeah, they, they cut to the the room where people are talking about. It and they're like Xavier's making a convincing case, but nobody's listening. Yeah, he's not personable. He's scary looking. You know, it's a charisma thing. It's a lot like the um like uh God uh, the Nixon Kennedy debate yeah thing, mm-hmm. where like on radio Nixon would have won. People listened on the radio, but people watched on TV thought Kennedy won. Yes. Because he just wasn't a fucking ghoul. Because <laughs> he didn't look like you know, an it, evil weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, don't don't be a little goblin. Like, don't be a hobgoblin if you want to. people to listen to you is, is the message. So the X-Men watch this. They're all pissed. Uh, you know, Striker 1, they made Xavier look like an idiot. Uh, so they all suit up to do some training in the Danger Room. You know, it's an 80s X-Men comic. Of course, that we have to have a Danger Room sequence. Yes. Yeah. Um, get ready. They're all pissed off. Uh, everyone has their internal monologue you know, about uh, how this is super fucked. Uh, and Scott and Storm are not there. You know, they, they wish they were there. Uh, they're at the taping. We cut over to them at the actual taping there. They're watching on the sideline, and Scott's like, we got fucking slaughtered, you know? <laughs> uh, this is awful. Charles looks grim and foreboding. Mm-hmm. Scary. Uh, and he does. Yes. You know. 
uh, which I mean, I, which I actually kind of like. Um, that you yeah, because yeah. he they he they definitely draw him that way. So yeah, um, the uh, so they go through that. Um, his assistant, Stryker's assistant, comes up and says, "Is everything in in order? Everything in place? Mm-hmm. You know, they they've stopped Xavier from scanning their thoughts. Uh, they got a plan." Yep. Um, we go to old uh, danger room, which I love, which is uh, all robots mm-hmm. and you know missiles they just waste and shit. Uh, and we we do a real X Men cliche here, uh, but it, in kind of a funny way. Like they each get a little challenge with bonus objectives, which <laughs> is uh, <laughs> very funny to me. Um, I love I love Wolverine in the cage. Wolverine, Wolverine got in the stuck ca- in a little cage. Wolverine in the cage is amazing. The the painted arrows on the floor, like the, all this, just screams like portal <laughs> test room to me, right? Like Gladys has been designing things in the danger room again. It's it's very funny. Um, and they, had, they it's, it's literally a portal test room. They had to move a big block over to like a weighted oh, to a weighted. You're absolutely that is a weighted companion cube. That is what that is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, the X cube, like move the X cube. Um. They're they're all uh they're all up against their own individual challenge and they're all failing and then Kitty Pride comes with the idea let's switch opponents. There are yep. two things that happen in in eighties uh, superhero comics in general. It's definitely the X Men, but it's all comics, and it's let's swap opponents and I'm just the distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two things are the only two moves in eighties superhero comics, and both of them happen uh, in this comic book. So <laughs> yeah, it's it, it non fucking stop every X Men fight. This is their trick. Yep uh here you know so they swap they all swap uh you know things that they're they're fighting uh and they're able to uh to to win yeah the they put the room. they put the cube onto the the switch and they are able to go to the next test chamber uh yes meanwhile in new york uh the charles xavier and cyclops and storm are attacked um mm-hmm. and they are kind of blown out of their car it looks like they shoot a fucking rocket at their car uh and like dudes come up and literally with an assault rifle, like shoot Cyclops and he goes straight down. And then we yeah. see also Xavier and uh, Aurora go straight down. Like, and then with the, a bazooka. And then there's a like bazooka a... fire that blows up the entire wreckage. I was like, Jesus Christ, no, no wonder this isn't canon. They're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You know, uh, very intense. Uh, they get down, they get, I love this little bit too. They get done with the danger room and they have a scoreboard. Um, I love this, <laughs> I love this little leaderboard that they got going on. I just I like um, solo sin mode evaluation. Like, like, what was yeah. your synergy, and then how did how did you how did you work with others, and then how did you do by yourself? Like, this is this absolutely rules. The fact that they don't have this on a like Mario Maker co op mode is very very disappointing <laughs> to me. It makes me want Danger Room Maker, which I guess is Ultimate Chicken Horse. Yeah, I, I guess like, so. X Men yeah. themed Ultimate Chicken Horse would be great. Yeah, I, I, there's got to um, be a mod for that, right? Like, that seems like too much fun. <clears throat> the Danger Room is so cool. Uh, they're all going back to their rooms uh, when Nightcrawler answers the phone uh, and just his face drops. Uh, th- I like this moment here where he just smiles to go from from things like this. Like, uh, this is more 2023 brain, but nobody uses the phone now. Mm. So, like, if uh, something happens and, you know, Liv calls me, uh, my heart fucking sinks in my chest. You yeah. know, I'm just like, something really bad has happened. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yeah. if, if somebody actually calls me, like, I'm going to be like, oh, no, no, this is a tragedy. Like... Uh, you know, and that, that's a, you know, it's a thing that's happened to me. It's happened to like, you know, and it'll, it'll happen to you. You know, if you're listening to this, like as you get older, you'll eventually get a phone call. Stop, ans- stop answering phone calls. That's what you have to yeah. do. <laughs> the, uh, you know, this, uh, not, not that I'm saying I wanted to be texted, you know, about this kind of news, <laughs> you know, uh, can, can we do a quick, uh, can you zoom? 
Can you blue sky can, me? This? Yeah, yeah. Can you? Can um, you? Can, can, look, I'm on Mastodon, man. Can you? Can yeah. you? Can you join my my free <laughs> server or my my, my free yeah. liberation server? Can you, and flirt, then, can you flirt me this? Uh, yeah, I need you to flirt news? me this this news real quick. Yeah. yeah. When my when my stepsister when I see her name on my caller ID, it's either like uh, I need help with a computer, and I'm like I haven't done that in like 20 years, dude. <laughs> like I'm not that guy anymore. Or uh, our mutual sister isn't isn't in, in some sort of problem. Like we have to we have to yeah. fix something. It's not it's never good. Um, and he announces to the class, to the rest of to the rest of the X Men, that hey, uh, that was the police, and there's been an accident. Everybody is dead. Xavier, Scott, and Aurora are dead. Um, yeah, and an also accident. Like they, we, they they framed it as an accident. Yeah, you know? we um we haven't really talked about it. Like, I think I mentioned it the very first, but like this is like that early that good good early eighties X Men art, and like I love all of the silhouetting and the the use of ink, mm, and yeah, like yeah. it's all very dark and just just very good. Like this feels like home to me in in a way that is is very interesting i think this this guy's great we didn't mention the uh the artist uh on this uh brent eric anderson we might have but if, if not mention yeah. him again he's not somebody i've seen a lot yeah um but it's it's good it's it's the good scudgy 80s yeah. stuff yeah um real good uh so this takes us into chapter two uh here uh where we're in mourning kitty pride who is always the um you know the pov character for a lot of these stories with uh, chris claremont is out by the lake uh mourning you know, losing her mind. Uh, Ileana comes out to help her. And, you know, Kitty is just not really like, she's, she even says like, you know, Ileana asked her, do you want some company? I was like, if I did, I would have stayed at the damn house, dude. Like, why, why are yeah, you coming yeah. out here? And then Ileana yeah. like, just reminds her like, they were my family too. They were my friends too. Like, you're not alone. And of course they hug it out. Like, cause this is just grief talking. Yeah. Um, it's good. And yeah, she, it's, it's good, like good, good X-Men melodrama shit. Yep. Um, I love the fact that she just yells out, "I hate death." <laughs> That's a good. Yeah, yeah. I hate death. <laughs> it's, it's a very Mike, Mike, uh, uh, the uh, bankruptcy thing from uh, Michael Scott. Oh yeah, bankruptcy yeah, I declare thing. bankruptcy. Yeah, I also like that she says, like, with everything we go through, they die in a car crash. Like that's actually a super brave story. Uh, the the other graphic novel, the first one, the death of Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, uh, the original Captain Marvel dies of cancer. Yikes! Uh, so it was just like a weird. It's it's a cool story. I always thought because it's like, oh no, they're they're real people. They also have to deal with this shit. You know, you expect it to be like a Shi'ar sniper rifle or or a Kree scroll scroll thing, but no, like they also did like one of them just got cancer. Yeah, you know. Like they... I remember it from the uh, Squadron Supreme uh, miniseries from the eighties as well. There's a really good bit where somebody is working on like a cure for something and then just dies of cancer. Uh, you know, and it just happens. Um, you know, they get sick huge huge bummer when it happens um there's yeah. a moment here where iliana tells um kitty like uh, a line from some book or something that peter once told her which was uh if not for the depths of grief how can we measure the heights of joy and for i had just like like a weird moment where i was i thought they were about to do the bit from um wandavision like what is what is love oh, yeah. but, but grief enduring or whatever uh what is grief but wow that's much backwards yeah. <laughs> what is grief but but, but love everlasting or whatever the line was and i was like man that's that would be a weird pool if, if that yeah. actually came up um, um they eventually like they they talk a lot of this stuff out and then they notice that there's uh in this like fucking duck blind canopy rob the robot from <laughs> Rob the robot is has been spying on them this entire time <laughs> it's so much like rob the robot dude it's just exactly it's like that little guy it's very funny uh so they're being spied on his point of the mansion so she's like let's find out why she short circuits it uh you know kitty's power uh and they start stealthing around uh, they're like, listen, I broke this. Somebody's going to come to fix it. It's a hitman level. 
Yeah. Let's just hang out in the uh, in the grass and wait to see what happens. We cut over to the rest of the X-Men uh, there, and they're at the, the crime scene. You know, um, Wolverine says, you know, this wasn't an accident. And Klaus says, does it matter? They're just as dead. And he's like, no, they're not dead. Like three corpses were found, but they weren't our friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were consumed by fire. The scents are all wrong. Somebody went to a lot of uh, trouble to make us think they were dead. Uh, there. Um, pretty cool. And, uh, and they're going to yeah. go after the bastards that did it. And sure enough, they're part uh, not long away. The purifiers are over there. Uh, and the X-Men accost them. Uh, they, Nightcrawler yep. spawns on top of their car right in front of this chick's binoculars, which is very funny. Uh, Wolverine, of course, pulls some dudes out, starts hitting them. Um, and then the driver uh, is like, hey, I'm not going to allow myself to be captured. We are going to uh, This sacrifice. is Stryker's assistant. This is Anne. And well. Stryker's assistant. Uh we are going to, I'm going to sacrifice myself and potentially take a couple of these out. So she jams the accelerator while Nightcrawler is still on the roof and they take off. Yeah. Uh, so Colossus uh, sprints up to stop the car. They jump out of it and he slams in the front of it and flips over. And then he pulls the engine block out. Yeah. Uh, this is all good. This is fun. Just want to make yeah, sure that they like get this. the, to- like, she w- wants to make sure they get the maximum insurance value for this, for this yeah. vehicle. <laughs> like, they may have repaired it if I just punched it, but taking the engine out? Yeah. No, no, it's full, full, full coverage, my friend. It's on fire on its back, but let's make sure. <laughs> uh, Nightcrawler saved her life, you know, saved uh, Anne's life and teleported her out before this happened, you know? Um, the, uh, and, and Colossus is being, being a goofball about this. He's like, ah, duh, either I am strong or they do not make them like they used to. Da, da. Uh, 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 but there's a guy behind him who shoots him in the back with a laser uh, <laughs> and takes him out. And this um, is the first time I love we've this really... guy's big wide COVID screen. Yes, uh, thing on his on yeah. his face on his helmet. I was just going to talk about their, this dude's outfit because we haven't really seen the purifiers like super dressed up like this. Like they haven't had a, an armor suit or whatever. And this dude's like fucking plexiglass. Like I saw, uh, like in the height of COVID, you would see old women wearing these at Lowe's, right? Like because yep. they had to get their plants, but they had to they had to risk their lives to get plants, so they had to just, just hide themselves. So it, it's such a it seems like a way worse mask than one that just goes over your face and filters your breathing. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, this, yeah. this is the the welding mask style thing that just kind of like you can breathe up under it, but it, it stops, I guess like sneezes from going directly into your eyes, you know, is the idea. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's he's not... about to, to go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just going to move us on the, the, uh, we can, we can talk about this all day. We're, we're, we are scientists. So we do know about the spread <laughs> of COVID-19 <laughs> virus. Um, he's about to kill Colossus on the ground when he gets lifted up in the air and Magneto lifts them all up takes off all their clothing and turns them into mummies with their armor. I love it. Uh, it's great. I, he, they're in their little underwear. Uh, their underwear has a little marquee on the front. I like to think that they're purifier brand underwear. Oh, you think they um, got a capital P for purifier, not for penis? I hope so. There's a, yeah, it's a little <laughs> tiny, yeah, just for penis, just so you know. Um, pee pee on your belt. Uh, the, um, yeah, I, I hope that's a purifier underwear. Pee on these. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Magneto is here as a friend. Uh, if he'll, if they yeah. will have him as an ally, and then we switch back to uh, Kitty and Ileana, who are getting kind of bored just waiting for people well, to show it up. It was a very dumb plan. Uh, in, instead of just calling the X Men and being like, "We found a fucking spy rob 
on the uh, on the lawn, they broke it and then just hung out in grass for the entire day. This is the kind of thing that happens when you don't have Beast on the X Men. Like they, he he yeah. would train them in how to deal with science problems. Like this is just like when you have Wolverine. This is the same thing happens when you have Gambit as the sex ed teacher, right? Like you're gonna yeah. have you're you're gonna have outbreaks of herpes. <laughs> like this, this is just <laughs> kind of, this is what happens. This is how Wolverine would have done it. You know, he would have <laughs> went into Zen mode, but they don't even have cell phones. Like this this is brutal. Um, yeah. Uh, so they go there and they go to fix it. The uh, the camera, um, Kitty Pride goes underground, uh, literally like turns intangible and starts swimming underground to uh, to come up and get them. But unfortunately, uh, they find Ilyana. I have a uh, I, have, I have a sorry. dumb question for you. When she goes underground, uh, the the text says it's a lot like swimming. Only Earth is a far more Blank yeah, and the word's medium. missing. Medium? Okay, so it's missing for you, too? I just thought that was really... It was the N-word. It was, you think it was, I was <laughs> exactly what I was going to... Exactly the joke I was about to <laughs> start making. Of like, actually. Yeah. Kitty's the, just really wilded out. <laughs> the third time that she's used the N-word. And this time, there's not really any justification for it. No, she just she's just developed a taste for it. She's... Uh, yeah, I don't know what was there. It's like a printing error. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but it's yeah. in... Yeah, I don't know. It's in my edition, too. Um, yeah, but they um, they they see Eliana uh, and they capture her and shoot her, uh, and uh, they're like, "Oh no, is she dead?" It's like, "No, she's stunned." And this is pr- pretty much our first clue that, like, you know, obviously they pr- they they definitely stunned uh, Xavier and Scott and Aurora. So yeah, they're they're kidnapping. Yep, they're not killing. Um, Kitty Pride is like, I don't, you know, Eliana got caught. It's my fault. Uh, they're leaving. If I go and get a message to the X Men, I'm going to lose them. Yes. You know, I have to follow them. She crawls into their trunk and their little trunk alarm goes off. So they flood their trunk with nerve gas. They were they were very uh, prepared for this very specific contingency. I love it, dude. I, I love it when there's like an attack and you have the exact like fucking bat shark repellent just, just ready, just ready on your belt. You know, that that just it's always I, very pleasing to me. I, I also love uh, Anne, you know, the, the lieutenant villain here uh, with Ileana just sleeping on her shoulder. Yeah. It's very sweet. If you didn't know what was going on, it's like a very cute image. Uh, uh, meanwhile, they have they the main X Men have just propped these two uh, purifier agents up in the corner of the library, and uh, they're going to start interrogating them for information. Wolverine is up first, and he's like he does this claw thing where he puts his fist underneath someone's chin, pops one claw on the left, one, then one claw on the right, and then of course there's one in the middle just waiting. Uh, and that's when uh, Magneto is like, "Hey." let me let me let me take care of this um and he yeah. zaps them real good with the with his with he his like, electric like powers them. yeah I, I think well they're in that armor so i think he like bends their bends their bodies and shit mm-hmm. he like mm-hmm. tortures them you know he, he resists but yeah the the x-men are not uh not <laughs> not beholden to the genosha conventions no. uh, of this so they uh yeah they torture him and they figure out the plan basically they serve striker uh and uh they want to take out charles xavier yep uh and there's a little bit of a conversation about like hey are we if we employ these kind of tactics aren't we no better than them um and i get it colossus and yeah and 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 nightcrawler but also no (laughs) the the short answer is absolutely not (laughs) they did horrible things to your friends and family and you're allowed to do like less horrible things to them to be able to get information out of them i think that's allowed the uh the the point of the book is that it's not and that the means matter just as much as the ends but that's that's the one part of this that has aged the worst mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> 2023 is the you know they go low we go high 
uh, X Men ness of this. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that that isn't uh, particularly in style right now. Um, but yeah, that is going to be the kind of climax of this. Um, we go to chapter three at this point, um, where we are in a psi realm of Xavier being tortured by his X Men. Yes. Uh, we know that it's either fake or we're in the dimension um, where Kermit the Frog died because the World Trade Center is still there. So that's that's our yes. cl- that's our clue. That's our big <laughs> yeah, clue. Um, what, what, what dimension we are in? Yeah. Um, the X Men all have like spooky vampire fangs and they're crucifying him. Yeah. Yeah. Religious imagery is really intense. Like Kitty Pride literally tears out his heart. You know, uh, this is Wolverine um, disembowels him. Like we see in you know blood intestines come down. Yeah, yeah. Up. Fucking uh, storm hits him with lightning. Uh, like it's it's yeah. extremely intense. Uh, and I love the color scheme, like this like red oh, orange yeah. uh, just, uh, panels and everything. Like it's just it's really really evocative, and it's just very very terrifying. As they like continue to morph, they get uglier and uglier. And like Xavier is trying to resist this, and he's just like he he's horrified that this is what his children became. And of course, there's a beam of light in this darkness, and a hand reaches out, and if only. Uh, you know, Xavier will reach out and touch it. He'll be forgiven, and he'll 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 be freed from this torture. Um, and but Xavier is about to do it. He's about to give up when he kind of stops himself. He he resists at the last minute. And of course, that's when we see that he is actually in our our classic gel jar, Gary. We got a glass yeah, container full of gel. Love yeah. me a good bath. He's a. This is. I didn't realize that this was also uh, in the X, second X Men movie taken from this. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten this, but the the whole bit where they grab Xavier, they're going to have him beam his mind into all the mutants and kill him. That's directly from this plot as well. Yeah. Like the X-Men movie is more based on this than I thought. You know, at first I was just like, oh, it's Stryker, but they change him to a military guy instead of a religious guy, but it's basically just Stryker. Like, no, they actually stole a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, used a lot of stuff from it. Um, they were using Mastermind for it, but here they're just using uh, sensory deprivation. Yes. Uh, and drugs. Like they've got him real drugged up and they're manipulating his brain. They're like zapping his brain in certain ways to make him think certain things. And they've even got him psychically yeah. linked to Scott and Storm. And they, when, so when, the, when they torture them, he'll also be tortured. Like they're going, they're putting on the yes. full court press for this. Uh, they, they desperately yeah. want to convert this guy to their, to their cause so they can murder some mutants. Yep. Uh, Striker, uh, you know, Psychops is like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know, why, why you got me a dick what the and, hell uh, <laughs> dude we don't even dude, know you <laughs> dude we never met dude bruh uh, bruh are you for real are you fucking for real right now <laughs> frfr this is absolutely a bra moment for for psychops uh, and striker explains his his origin basically he used to be a military man uh he was uh at the nuclear test he was driving away from it his car flipped over uh, and his wife uh, started giving birth, um, and it was a monster. He had a monster baby. You know, uh, he killed the baby, and then put his wife and the baby in the car and set the car on fire. Yeah, normal uh, behavior. <laughs> yeah, absolutely normal shit. Uh, he's a religious man, and he considered like he was being punished by God. Mm-hmm. You know, for it, um, he hit rock bottom, uh, and then he read about uh, Xavier's studies. I uh, saw a magazine article. And realize, like, no, it wasn't a demon that was sent by the devil. It was a mutant. Yes. You know, maybe, but maybe those things are the same thing. You know? Uh, cool. You know, good origin, I think. For, yeah. for an X-Men villain. Like, mm-hmm. this this works. 
a, uh, a guy me. that murdered his child for for looking different, I think is is the perfect like foil it's for the X Men, right? Very like, much so. Yeah, this fits in yeah. with all. It hits all their buttons. This is definitely in the supernatural universe. There's a thing that happens at the beginning of of a lot of episodes where one of the brothers turns to the other one and is like, "Hey, there's this case." It does da 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 da, and the other brother says, "Are you sure that's our kind of thing?" And the other brother's like, mm. "Yeah, definitely. There's ghost involved or whatever." And like, I feel like the X Men would look at us and be like, "Oh yeah, this is our kind of thing. This is our oh, this, yeah, is, yeah, this, yeah. this is not an Avenger situation right here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are the Defenders um, do it? No, no, no. This is not a Defenders thing. Yeah, this, this <laughs> is Luke, not a Defenders Luke Cage thing. does not care about do. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, so uh, he, you know, he explains how he infiltrated the X Men. He uh, he had an agent who is uh, new Fred Duncan, who is another X Men uh, also ran guy. You know um cyclops is like i don't understand like you hate us this much why haven't you killed us and he says i have my reasons this is all part of his plan um he uh he gets a call basically saying that they've got everybody uh is like, oh we have the the pride girl and he's a like, killer uh you know uh storm says she's only a child and then he just says a bunch of bible stuff that i have to ignore uh and she gets upset and kitty uh she screams out kitty and a storm starts in new york she's uh claustrophobic and it's she's freaking out yeah. Not good. Um, yep. Meanwhile, in the Bronx, the purifiers uh, dump the car that they were in with the license plate Muty, which is very... <laughs> they'll never suspect. <laughs> like, just uh, like who is doing that, right? Like who, like because it's it's a derogatory term in this universe. Like, if you're if you're I, a Muty, I don't know. It's just it's so weird. weird. And then they shoot I, it a bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I, this was actually this is how they're getting at Magneto because they he was trying to get that license plate uh, and they claimed it. It's an ass man situation. <laughs> it's what I'm hearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. The uh, somebody well, me and Liv were driving around the other day and someone did the uh, t- uh, signal left turn right like switcheroo trick on us. Uh, like perp- you know, I probably not on purpose, but it's very funny. Like uh, it actually threw us off, and I'm like, fuck, man, we got bamboozled. They like, were so they had like their left turn blinker on and they turned right. Yeah, yeah. I got, got pull- us. I got a. I got pulled over and uh, DUI tested for doing that one time because the girl I was <laughs> with was like, because uh, I was taking her home from a bar and she was like, oh yeah, my house is up here on the left, and uh, so I had my left blinker on, and she was like, oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I forgot what road we're on. Tur- turned right, and so I just turned right, and then like oh, blue, yeah. blue lights immediately drug me to the parking lot of some um, ah geez like grocery store, maybe do like the ten test, like the the walking test, and like say the ABCs and all this other bullshit. And then, like, I passed, and the guy was like, well, I guess I could let you go. And I'm like, so can I get back in my car with the girl and just go? <laughs> like, is that okay? She's, he's like, yeah. Abs- absolutely not. You can't drive. And I'm like, but I passed all the tests. <laughs> like, why can't I drive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what what not, do I I'm need to drunk, do? Man. So I had yeah. to take a taxi because this was, you know, 19... Ludicrous. 2001 yeah. or whatever before. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they shoot up the car. Yes. Uh, they think Kitty Pride's in the, in the trunk. They got Uzi's. And assault rifle and shoot up the car, but when they open it up to inspect the mess, uh, it is empty. Um, they've got a tracker though. They're like, you know, I've got a signal. Um, you know, it's fan out, cut off her escape routes, shoot her on sight. Yep. You know? uh, and now we're going to spend a few pages going through uh, Kitty Pride's worst, very good, no good, bad day. <laughs> like she's just yeah. not. She's having a Scott Summers kind of day, right? Um, where she pops out in this like kind of decrepit neighborhood of the Bronx that she's not aware of. I love like how they, they colored the fire and the, like the dark na- yeah, alleyways yeah. and everything. So good. Uh, but she runs into like a street gang uh, who are 
Just who who the apostrophe gang is what I like to call these guys. <laughs> who like to put apostrophes in the weirdest places and words. Claremont, man. He you, just he just can't yeah, complete just, a word to save his life. It's it's hilarious. Hey hey bro apostrophe. Want com- company. Company? Uh, not company, company. Company. Well, it's a company? You, you want help, lady? We we be glad to oblige. Uh, yeah. just like no uh-uh, Chris Claremont. It reminds me of that tweet where it's like uh, the 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 Green Goblin had swag. I look over at the twenty five year old who's TAing my class as she slowly shakes her head. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, like, that's not. But low key, he had trauma. I don't love him for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I love I love modern day teenage slang, and I love adopting it as a forty year old person. This is great. Uh, the, uh... She gets she gets tackled by one of these ruffians. Uh, yep. And she's so startled that she can't phase, but luckily Anne's there to uh, murder this entire group of people <laughs> for just being in her way. Yeah. One uh, of them was wearing a turban, uh, specifically the turban that the uh, the boxer you wear, Great Tiger wears in Punch-Out. I, w- I was going to ask you about this. Like, was this taken directly from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, I wish all the, the whole gang was like the Punch-Out gang. It should have been all Punch-Out villains. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, Chris Killermont, like most people, do not play video games. Um, yeah, sadly. Uh, the uh, so they they get they stab her, you know. But in the, in the fracas, you know, they fight. She kills all those people, and Kitty Pride is able to regain her uh, composure and face through the wall. Yep. Uh, there. Um, and she she this chick murders them pretty brutally as as <laughs> Kitty is able to escape. Um, she breaks into a bodega, which she helpfully tells uh, the, the the casual reader is a Spanish delicatessen. So thank you for that. I love that so much. <laughs> the, uh, a bodega, ah, a Spanish a bodega. delicatessen. <laughs> very funny. You know what that reminds uh, me of yeah. is like, um, uh, who is the guy on Community that raps with Donald Glover? Uh, that dude. Like, oh, I, first, I, see, I, 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 I hear that so. Yeah, I, I hear that in his voice. A bodega. Uh, <clears throat> a bodega. Uh, she steals some money from a payphone and calls. It rings a bunch, but then they blow up the bodega. Yep. Uh, she manages to phase out of the way and run away uh, and get onto a train, yep. uh, an L uh, train, and escape. And, uh, um, there, uh, she says there. The uh, a cop comes up and is like, "I'm going to help, you know, help her." This this book is weirdly pro cop. That's another way that it's not very yes. 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the cops are on the the side of justice here. Yeah, the, uh, the we're gonna spend a lot of time protecting this cop from uh, getting shot, basically. Uh, so yeah. he comes to like see what's going on and is immediately shot by the purifiers. Uh, and Kitty is like, "Oh God, I'm in trouble!" And of course, uh, this is right when our team of X Men show up. Magneto grabs this entire train car and lifts it off the tracks. Uh, they shoot at Magneto, which if they had seen any one of the X Men movies, I think all yeah. three of them have a scene about this. Uh, they would have known not to do. Uh, and it then he, work. he rips all of their weapon weaponry off, rifles and guns and and whatever else that they have in their hands. Yep. Uh, and we get a little fight. Yep. I hear you know a, a good one. I hear I love Colossus ripping the guy's armor in half off yeah, of him. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, real good. Uh, Magneto just sucks the bullet out uh, of the cop. You know. Uh, I love the Nightcrawler teleported one of them to prison. Yes. <laughs> like, fuck you, due process. <laughs> Direct to jail. <laughs> you were yeah, going immediately to jail. jail. Uh, and then, again, one of my favorite scenes of the book, Magneto grabs uh, a plate, like one of these car things, and makes it into an impromptu magic carpet. 
I love it. Or a makeshift magic magic carpet for them to fly uh, over to strike. I just her. picture that magic carpet ride song like playing in the background of this. Dude. Close your eyes, girl. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> uh, I love they're bringing the bringing the cop. Uh, yes, too. just like it's like a weird day for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> How was your day, Carl? Well, you're not gonna fucking believe oh, this, man. man. I, uh, <laughs> oof. Um, yeah. The uh, we go back to Xavier getting mind controlled, you know, being hypnotized basically by this into religious fervor to worship Stryker. Uh, Stryker wants to use him as a weapon, you know, basically. Uh, continues to do so, and he tells him to lash out. Tells Xavier to lash out, and he uh, psychically blasts Cyclops and Storm. You know, and then we cut over to a, his face where he's got a big smile on his face. Yeah, somehow making you know? this, this face look even creepier than it already is. Of just like, yeah, yeah the, the, this beatific, like, empty smile on the, the smitten. Yeah, um, it's great. The doctor confirms that they're the Cyclops and Aurora are dead. And, uh, of course, Stryker is very happy because his plan is working. This is, this is going to go real well for him. <clears throat> this is, yeah, this is the test. You mm-hmm. know, this is what they're going to have him do. Uh, unfortunately uh, for Dr. Ramsey, he's on his way home. Uh, Dr. Ramsey is the guy who's been doing all these experiments. Yes. He's like Stryker's torturer, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, and he's on his way home when the X-Men are like, grab him and are like, yeah, this is, this is time for you to tell us everything. And they're pretty pissed. Like Nightcrawler holds this dude up, uh, by his tail. Like he wraps his tail, excuse me, wraps his tail around his neck and like holds him up and is like, Yeah. Please, like we have many ways of making you talk, but we have many more ways of making you die. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fucking everyone's pissed. Yeah, you know yeah, my patience yeah. is wearing thin. Like this is not going to work. Uh, I love this. Uh, them cutting over to Cyclops and Storm's body is dumped on the ground uh, here uh, to go pick them up, and they just stick them, throw them on a stretcher. Yeah, you know, like bags of garbage. Uh, and decides to tag along uh, with this. They get in the elevator. They go down. They're going to go take them to the incinerator, but the elevator starts going up. Yes. Uh, and against their will, and then the walls become magnetized. So their gun uh, sticks to the wall, and then the elevator just keeps going up, up this, into the sky. Like, this is great. This is so good. Uh, this is such a cool use of Magneto's cool. powers. I love that Anne, yeah. like, pries the door open and, like, jumps out at the last minute. And then, yep. like, presumably, what? Like, those other two guys are just, like, in space now? Like, they go to, those astro- guys. Gotta, gotta, those guys go to Asteroid M instead of going home tonight? <laughs> they, uh, I don't know where those guys went. They take the elevator over to their roof. Uh, oh, I guess I get, guess there is a uh, panel of them yeah. tied up in the in the elevator, so yeah. they they didn't die. <laughs> so they just take it over. Yeah, Magneto just flies it over and they tie him up. That's that's less. Yeah. That's uh, that's less funny than them going to asteroid him yeah. without helmets. So, I I uh, I love that uh, this this Wolverine's main job in this is to say that Cyclops and Storm are not dead. It happens twice <laughs> in the thing. <laughs> he's like, oh my god, they're dead. Uh, and Wolverine's like, they're not dead. Uh, Magneto's like, oh, the doctor said. And he's like, no. They're in stasis. They're not dead. Just zap them. They're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Wolverine just basically gets it. Uh, Magneto zaps them, and they're fine. Uh, it's very funny. And of course, Scott uh, yeah. Scott wakes up and is like, "Magneto, what is you doing here?" And Magneto has to give like a big long speech about like how uh, his way may not necessarily be like this ideal beaten path, but like in his in his world that he is going to control. Uh, he's going to eliminate poverty and disease and war, and everybody's going to be super happy. Uh, and Cyclops is like, yeah, dude, but like, then you're going to die. And like, your shitty son is going to like, have you met Quitsover? Yeah. Like he sucks. Like you're going to yeah, set him up to be king and it's going to be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> he, he says, he says, uh, you know, like, uh, who, who carries this on? He's like, you will, you know, like this is why, you know, Magneto wanted the X-Men there. He, he recognizes he'll die eventually. He's an old man, mm-hmm. you know, and Quicksilver's not going to cut it. 
like you said. Uh, and Scarlet Witch has conflicted feelings about whether there should be more mutants. So, <laughs> I think she was pretty uh, clear. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> we cut over to uh, chapter four here. This is our big climax um, for the uh, the big show that he's going to have. And they're talking about, uh, you know, reporters talking about it and saying like, you know, Stryker's going to do his big speech here, uh, his big sermon. Uh, some religious leaders are being, you know, are comparing him to Hitler even. You know, he has a lot of support from the people, but the government and religious leaders are actually nervous about this. You this know, it's, is, a, it's a populist uprising. This is so weird, man. Like, I know it's 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 always difficult to separate, like, current timeline stuff to stuff you read in the past, but, like, it's really, really hard not to read this and think of uh, Donald Trump in the modern day. Yeah. Of everybody... Um, like around that dude, like at the time, like as he was in the election of 2012, being like, "Oh yeah, there's no way that he can win." And then like now he's still to this day like on a yeah. fucking tour of talking to doing these weird. I mean, he's not at Madison Square Garden like this guy is, but like it's the same fucking thing, and it is just wild to me. Like it was so aptly captured. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I just, it's, I mean, it, it's pretty timeless in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Um, there. Uh, so at this point, uh, Anne comes in and says, hey, Stryker, you know, there's a problem. The X-Men escaped. You know, they took Storm and Cyclops' body. They might be out there. And he says, there are a handful of children. What can they do to stop me? Uh, this is actually part of his, his plan, uh, we'll find out uh, later, is to have them come in and make an example of him yes. and turn all the people. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts giving his speech. Uh, it's, real, you know, just boilerplate. Uh, mutants are unnatural you know, humans first stuff. And the politicians and cops in the audience are not down with it, you know, uh, weirdly enough, but the people are going fucking nuts. Ironically, uh, the, the most unrealistic thing in a comic book about X-Men is these cops and it, politicians going, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. In, in real life, I mean, it would still be the people, you know, this, but there'd also be cops and politicians there who are like, hell yeah. yeah. It'd be, you know, the audience would be 30% off duty cops. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he spends um, a lot of time at the pulpit. Like we, he, he, he gets yeah. a lot of airtime and I, I, this is another thing with like, um, I, I, I don't doubt that this is all like well-written or whatever. I just like, I, at, at a certain point, like I've heard these speeches and I've seen this stuff and I'm just skimming the lines cause I just don't it's care. It's a huge Claremont it. problem, yeah. you know, like where, uh, th- I, I, in, in this book specifically, I excuse it because this is him trying to do like a definitive yes absolutely accessible mm. version of it but for me as a longtime fan i'm not the audience for seeing this speech again no i've seen every single x-men like bigotry class x-men villain make this exact fucking speech yep you know um he he flips a lever backstage and this is amplifying xavier's brain uh to hurt everyone who is a mutant not to town. I'm, I'm swear I'm not going to do this again, but like the fact that he had somebody like put the lever on stage, like how much is that? Like, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I've got the doors that lock with the button on my desk kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. the fact that they made him put the fucking lever at the podium is super, super gross to me. Like, I don't know what it is Ma- about Madison that. square garden was just fine with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like, he's yeah. like, Hey, you know, we're going to sit, we're going to install a bunch of equipment for this uh, speech. <laughs> like, like what kind of uh, sound rig do you need? What kind of lighting do you want? <laughs> oh, <laughs> You know that all that stuff I don't really care that much about. But can you get me like a psi amplification unit? We're gonna uh, we have something based on Cerebro we'd like to bring in. Do you have uh, XLR cables for it? Yeah, exactly. You yeah, <laughs> we, we dropped a bunch of anacondas on Nicki Minaj. We can do anything at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about bringing a, a, a dealer quantity of wet ass pussies uh, to this. <laughs> is, that, is that is that okay? <laughs> yeah, is uh, that cool? Uh, it's for the stage show. 
little Nas X is going to bring in uh, a conservatively 70 uh, oiled up, you know, black dude beefcakes uh, to dance naked here. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, totally fine. Yeah, just yeah, just fine. another yeah, Tuesday, brother. <laughs> just some blue collar. Yeah, 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 man, that's no problem for me. <laughs> Got that covered. <laughs> <laughs> it's a union. Um, <laughs> this is what it's like to be a teamster. Uh, just oiling up one of... Uh, <laughs> just Nas slapping X's. it on, just like, oh my God. <laughs> just like... Yeah, uh, this is dollar. This is last year's coconut oil, guys. So don't eat it. Don't consume <laughs> yeah. it. This one, is, I mean, works fine for the glisten, but you don't want it in your stomachs. Is all I'm saying, man. Yeah. Wash it off when you're done. <laughs> like, um, so as this happens, all the X Men who are around, uh, getting ready to stop this, uh, and some random pa- random passersby, uh, start gripping their head, yep. uh, screaming. This reminded me of the movie Logan, uh, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Where Xavier does this shit. Um, it's just hurting mutants, and the the proximity to Xavier uh, makes it worse. So one guy ends up getting this horrible internal hemorrhage. Nightcrawler goes to save him, and he also starts his ears start bleeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. This is when Magneto makes his move. He lifts the top yep. of Madison Square Garden off, and then floats in. Uh, and then, uh, very according to <laughs> according to like the this. senator so is like, no, he he replaced it good as new, and I'm like, I am a hundred percent sure it's not good as <laughs> new, my friend. Not how buildings work? <laughs> he's like, he's making an entrance, not making an attack. This is contrasting Xavier and and the X Men. The X Men say, what Striker wants us to do is come in there and stab him on stage. Yeah, you know, but Magneto is like, fuck this shit. This has to stop. This is unjust. You know, uh, when this happens, Striker's ready for it. Uh, he has like a way to aim Xavier's side blast uh, to gut punch Magneto mm-hmm. uh, at this point and actually zap him uh, there. And Magneto falls into the crowd and the crowd wants blood. Like they're fucking losing it. They're about to tear him apart with their hands. Like he's very weakened. He can barely hold them back. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, and then another thing I think is like kind of deft here. A lot of characters who we don't know to be mutants start being mutants. Um, start being affected by this you know that ties in the metaphor right mm-hmm. like people you know and love are going to be this as well like the senator starts getting a headache yep and uh, here and so does Aunt or anna uh yeah. the, the right hand uh woman of uh striker when she, she her nose starts bleeding and like she, she's like wait a minute aren't you I, it, this, he's like nope it's god's will sorry it's like but I, i've been nothing but yeah. faithful like i've been i did all this stuff so yeah this is why the x-men are coming in through the back uh taking everybody out uh, the cops are protecting Magneto. It's a very tense scene uh, mm-hmm. here. Stryker basically says, if you were a true daughter of heaven, you'd accept this fate. Pushes her off the stage, and we get this really great panel of her falling down, and she breaks her neck. Uh, and we see it framed by TV. The cameraman follows her down. Yeah, We see the uh, frames of the television uh, going down. So this was just on national TV. Like, this is a huge PR problem. Yeah, absolutely. You know, really, really cool uh, stuff. I, I like this. Yeah, great, great stuff. Uh, the cops are protecting uh, Magneto. It's two cops versus like all of Madison Square Garden, you know, <laughs> which I think would, you know, they'd probably rush him and you know be bad. But they're they're holding them back. Uh, the X Men pop out. They have to stop Xavier because Xavier is giving them all headaches. Like they talk about how ordinarily this wouldn't even be a fight, but the X Men can barely stand, you know, with this thing. So they do the distraction. The I'm just the distraction where Nightcrawler teleports Wolverine onto Xavier. Xavier stops him, but Cyclops triple banks uh, his his laser beam off of different surfaces to smack Xavier in the head. Chalk, uh, as the as the yeah, comic chalk, books chalk. tell us. Yeah, so they basically like, oh, if we got there soon, like Xavier would know. So we we did this whole thing, and 
uh, you know, Wolverine is like, man, you cut that pretty close. He's like, I had to, man. Like, I didn't do it just because yeah. I wanted you to get knocked out. Um, yeah. I love it, this, uh, this, the way that it's drawn where Cyclops destroys the machine. Yeah. Like, he, like him it, whipping his head and showing the, the laser, like slicing it. Need more, uh, uh, need more Cyclops of just whipping his head back and forth. Yeah. It's fucking rad. Uh, Klaus is like, oh, we won. And Cyclops says, no, we didn't. Like, you know, we got the machine, but Stryker's still out there. We have to end this. This guy is no fucking good. Uh, and they go up there, they get on stage, they're like, we're going to say our piece. Like, you've been preaching against us. Let's, you know, debate this uh, here. Uh, and he makes his point, you know, again, like, uh, you know, we're just people. Uh, it's an accident of our birth, et cetera. Uh, just, you know, again, typical stuff the conflict yeah you know mm -hmm. uh the, these arbitrary labels and then a very famous panel uh, of this uh we get striker appealing to like base emotions he just points at nightcrawler he's like you dare call that thing human you know nightcrawler the most monstrous looking of the x-men um kitty pride who has a big history of nightcrawler walks in front of uh, him and says no like nightcrawler is he's not, not a human he's an n-word oh sorry wrong panel yes <laughs> <laughs> Like, damn it, Kitty. <laughs> Kitty, stop. Okay, you're getting benched. <laughs> you're a defender now. This is uh, ridiculous. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, you know, she has the history. Like, you know, she was really scared by Nightcrawler. When she first joined, she had to go on this thing. And she basically says, like, he looks like that, but he's kind and generous. You know, uh, he's he's not a demon at all. I wish I was like him. You know, he's, he, he's better. If the choice is being like him or believing in your God, then I choose my friend. You know, your god is is a monster god, you know? Uh, and Stryker just pulls out a gun and tries to shoot Kitty Pride uh, right there on TV. Yep. Uh, right in front of everybody. And he goes you so know? far as to, like, it looks like he pulled the trigger and we hear the gunshot, yep. uh, but then he falls. He drops the gun. He puts his hand to his chest and realizes he's the one bleeding. And he, he falls down. And as the panels pull out, we see a cop had shot him before he could shoot uh, Kitty Pride. And, like, right next to the camera. So like the camera is showing all of this on national yep. television. Right. And then, uh, you know, we get this. So he kind of just like completely invalidated his whole point of like, Oh, who is the real monster? Like we're dealing with some pretty yeah. ha like ham handed, like metaphors and similes here, but like it, it does work, right? Like this is, this is, this is what the book is setting out to do of just to yeah. say like, these aren't the real monsters. That's the real monster. Yep. Uh, he goes, he survives. He goes to jail, you know, and we cut over to the mansion where uh, Magneto's still hanging out with everybody. Uh, Magneto says, like, hey, surely this proves my point. You know, uh, Stryker's goal, you know, uh, people are already saying, and this is also has uh, tons of echoes with Trump shit. You know, people are already saying that his goal is good. His methods are just bad. That's basically what the entire GOP believes. Yep. And like half of, you know, centrist Democrats, basically. Like, I, I wish he just had more decorum. You know, his methods suck, but what he wants is actually pretty good. Yeah. You know, uh, and Xavier says, yeah, I agree. You know, this is my worst fear. You know, I got turned into a weapon. Nobody actually died from my mind thing. But if I can be taken like this, if there are people like that, they got to go. You know, maybe we need to join Magneto. And Cyclops steps up and goes, no way. Uh, you know, this uh, and, and basically, you know, we, we have a dream, like reminds him of the dream and basically just says, you know, the, the ends don't justify the means. We, we will give up everything uh, we did and everything we are um, if uh, if we do this, you know, and, do the Magneto way. And of course, everybody agrees to this. And Magneto is like, "All right, cool. 
uh, Charles, you know, how about you? Do you join me? And Charles reaches out his hand and they like touch fingers and then they uh, softly kiss and then they, they leave quietly. Yeah. And everybody is a yeah. little confused, but also kind of everyone kind of saw it coming maybe a little bit. Yeah, like it's kind of been a thing. It. Yeah. Everyone seems, yeah. Like oh, finally yeah. they got together. No, he pulls his hand back and is like, no, I cannot. Like, as you reminded me, uh, I taught them and I gave them their reason for being. I cannot desert them. Like, he's obviously having a crisis of faith in his own dream, but seeing his quote-unquote children, seeing this team stand up for him uh, is, is putting the resolve back in him a little bit. Yep. Uh, Magneto says, basically, you're all fools. You know, I've wept over a lot of graves, but I'm not going to weep over yours. Uh, you know, fuck this shit. You know, I, I hope for your... Uh, for our all of our sakes, you succeed, but if you don't, it'll be my turn. Yep. Um, one thing about the art, real quick, like while we're talking sugar about the art, is I love how not muscular Magneto is. Yeah, he just looks and like a, like he like looks like, like an old man. He almost looks like his clothes don't fit in. Like he's like this is yeah. like that's one of my like favorite when they start doing like these like quote unquote mature superhero stuff. It's like people putting on their outfits and they don't fit anymore. Like they're baggy and loose yeah. or whatever. Like I love I love that vibe. It's great. Looks really good. Um. Yeah, uh, we cut over, you know, he leaves uh, and they start consoling each other. You know, Xavier is very grateful. Uh, you know, he's crying. You know, he owes everyone for saving him. And Storm and Cyclops go out on the deck, you know, uh, and Storm basically says, I'm real proud of you. You know, like you learned the lesson yep. uh, here. Uh, and he says, you know, uh, you know, those are just those are just labels. He's like, oh, you know, Xavier was the pupil and you were the teacher. And he's like, those are just labels. I don't need those. You know, he was in need and I helped him. He would have done the same thing for me. Yep. Uh, and they, they have like a nice friend. Like, hug. I don't know if you, you've had those moments where like you got a buddy, you know, like a friend and it's not intimate mm -hmm. uh, exactly, but like you just like hold somebody who's like a really close friend in one of these moments. Yeah. It's a nice thing. Like it's the kind of thing you do with your wife all the time. Uh, but every once in a while, like I've had those moments where it's just like, yeah, this is, you know, really intense. Uh, you know, this closeness. Yes. Yeah. Uh, rare, rarely depicted between friends, yeah, uh, male and female friends without a romantic subtext is my point. This is not me saying like, oh man, you ever, uh, you ever have physical intimacy with your friends? <laughs> like, I get that. I'm a hugger. Like, I don't, you know. No, no, no. I understand what you said. Like, there's, there's yeah. moments of of closeness that aren't um, sexual in nature and are and are completely platonic, but also are just is, are just still very intimate and having those. And moments. it's not that weird in the real world, but you never see it in comics. Yeah. You know, like, that's why I'm bringing it up. Like, I, it's it's a well-observed thing that kind of grounds this again. You know. Uh, and I love this. You know, he's just like, uh, you know, we care we care for each other and we have love, which makes the world go round. And then he says, if only that were true. Yeah. You know, uh, and then a, that's the end. A little bit of a weird ending. Um, or not weird, but just like one of those, like, endings of like, hey, we're... Like this stuff exists. Like we can't do anything about it. Like, and it's nice to that we had this that we could say these words to one another. But like, it doesn't necessarily make all of our problems go away. Yeah, uh, our which, problems are not over. Which again is the point. Um, like that's all. That's yeah. that's what he is setting out to write about. Uh, Claremont is setting out to to yeah. to discuss in this comic book. It's a so it's still an old Claremont comic, right? So you're still going to get a lot of the bullshit uh, that is hard to deal with. But this is a really good '80s Claremont comic. Yeah, I think if I. I were going to point somebody and they were just like, I would like to get a taste of, you know, Claremont at the peak of his powers. This is not my favorite story that he's been in involved with. You know, there are ones I have more nostalgia for, but it's very digestible. Uh, you know, it, it sells the concept. It's his strengths. Like there's a lot of cool stuff going on. You know, I love the, the fact that media is present for all this and very important. Like there's a bunch of little neat notes. It just got clunky dialogue. Cause that's what he does. Yep. It's classic. Claremont. That's, that's the only thing holding it back. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the thing about the media, I think, is a is a really apt point of just kind of framing this as like this is one of the not necessarily the first, but like this guy's getting traction with this populist message of of hate, yeah. right? Like, and this is like comparing him to Hitler, and like, but there's a camera on him at all times, and like all of this other stuff is setting the the, the world stage for this. So setting like the context for everything that was happening is is really important, and, and Claremont always does a really good job with that. It, it's always been his thing. I remember reading, uh, like, he has two characters. I can't, I can never remember their name, but they're uh, NPR and they're real, like NPR yeah. Yeah, yeah, journalists yeah. who he always throws in comics. And like, that's a that's a real strength, you know, of him as a writer. Like, we talk a lot of shit about him because it borders on unreadable sometimes. You know, <laughs> like every once in a while, it's just the hardest thing in the world to read because it's just this big wall of boring ass fucking text. And that's all stuff we've heard before. You know, there's so many cliches. Things that go over and over. His villains love to have mind control necklaces and it's gross. Uh, you know, there, there's all kinds of nasty stuff that he does. But he has a lot of strengths and a lot of real big innovations yeah. uh, that he does. He's real good. You've got to hand it to him for the things he's real good at. Hey, I don't know if you guys know this, but Chris Claremont, pretty good X-Men writer. He's all right. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah. Capable of, so, capable of excellent X-Men writing. Yeah. Capable of some of the worst X-Men writing you'll ever read in your life. <laughs> but as long as it's before like 1992... You're pretty good. Yeah. Like it's it's readable and fun. You know? Uh fun stuff will happen. I was telling Liv about uh the uh something happened and and we were watching something and it was basically the same story as uh what happened with the Phoenix. So I was explaining it to her and she did not know that uh the reason the Phoenix came about uh was or the Dark Phoenix came about was because the Hellfire Club was making Jean Grey think she was in Pirate Times. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, no, that fucking Owens. Yeah, no, that's so funny. It's, look it's at, hilarious. Look at Cyclops' shirt. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's real good. Out of context, <laughs> X-Men stuff is, is some of the best. I, I will pepper X-Men facts to Chris when we're recording uh, our other podcast, and it's it's always a good time where he's just like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. What His beams come from where? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's fucking crazy. Sometimes I read something like this that's just like very quintessential uh, X-Men. I just, you have that feeling afterwards. Like, man, I fucking love the X-Men. Yep. They're so yep. good. Absolutely. I uh, just mm-hmm. love them so much. Um, my beautiful children. Um, so we'll be back uh, probably with the TV uh, roundup and then uh, Old Man Logan. Yeah. With Gwen. So if you want to, what what TV shows? So there's Miss Marvel, and then there's uh, Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight, uh, Miss Marvel, uh, She-Hulk, which we talked about, but we didn't talk about the ending and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they get there. And then uh, did we end up talking about Werewolf by Night? Do we consider we, that we, a movie we put or that a, We put that in the movie section, yeah. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah. So, we, we, so I think it's just those three, unless something... Yep. comes out between that one then. <laughs> yeah. and we'll, we'll do some trailer uh, talk as well yeah because uh, there's, there's the trailer trailers. Marvels came out mm-hmm. and the tra- uh, most recent trailer for Secret Invasion uh, uh, looks I'd, pretty cool by the time we record next I probably will not have had time to I doubt I will go to the theater to see the new Guardians movie to be honest with you I'll yeah. probably just Pe- wait people are loving it like uh, the reviews have started hitting now and it's getting like a bunch of A's like people like it I'm sure lot. like James Gunn makes good movies like I, I don't like it's yeah. it's and I, I'm sure that like it's very cathartic for people because it seems like it's a big send off for all if not most of those characters and I would 
not be surprised if that makes it a very emotional and like touching thing for people who've been following along with the MCU for the last 20 years or whatever. Yeah. So it's, I can, I can see why it would, it would be getting good reviews. I'm, I'm not, but also at the same time, like I just, I don't want to cry about a raccoon in a movie theater. Like that's not something that I'm yeah, going to do with my life. So yeah, yeah I, I get that for sure. It, it's like, I don't care that much about the guardians uh, very much. Weirdly, like the reason I'm excited to watch it is because I want to see the high evolutionary. Yeah. Uh, I've read some comics with that guy. He's a real weirdo. He's not a very good villain or anything, but like, I don't know. I bet you it's a really compelling performance. I like that guy who's playing him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hopefully he doesn't turn out to be a monster. Hopefully. Uh, you know, I loved, love Jonathan Majors as well. Well, fuck. Whoops. Um, yeah. Whoopsie doodle. Um, if... but anywho, we'll, we'll see how they, how they handle that. Uh, all that and more on Days of Future Cast. And if you uh, want to support like the, show, the show, you can go to patreon.com slash TV and you can donate some money and get access to all kinds of cool stuff. You get tons and tons of exclusive content in the forms of audio that will tickle your ears. You can join the Slack and uh, participate in, with our community. And you get uh, the right to tell Gary and Cole to play bad or good video games, whichever one you choose. Indeed. Like, you get that choice. Yeah. It's up to you. Depending um, on how much money you want to spend. Make Gary know? play uh, a Star Wars game. Yeah, depending on the one. I how about that? Somebody came along and was like, hey, KOTOR 2. Like, maybe I'd, I'd take the, the plunge. Sure. Uh, you know, it's a it's a Obsidian game I'm interested in. I saw that... Um, uh, and it hates Star Wars. I saw that so. Pod Racer, that Pod Racer game is free on Xbox. And I'm like, Oof. I've got a lot, I've got a lot of good memories of that Pod Racer game. I might, I might play that mm. Pod Racer game. Wowie zowie. You could you could um, dual fist that Nintendo 64 controller, Gary. Control the pods independently from one another. Come on, man. Get with God, it. God, I love controlling pods, dude. <laughs> I love um, dual fisted controllers, my man. Let's do it. <laughs> I love to I love to pilot a pod. Um, you can also tell your friends, and uh, that's the most important thing. Yes. You can also leave range reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, uh, whichever one you like. And uh, check out the other shows on the network and uh, keep being safe. Yeah, please do. You know? We don't love use you. the n-word don't be like kitty pride don't, like, um, don't be racist like know, kitty pride yeah uh, but but also uh you know take care of each other and and don't be a fucking bigot and support your trans friends uh not because of x-men reasons you know just for human uh, reasons just, be, just for human yeah, reasons just because it's obvious yeah you know absolutely uh be a fucking person meet meet a, if if you know if you got a, a tiny little shred of transphobia still in your life like i get it like i didn't i didn't understand it for a long time mm -hmm. you know uh meet somebody and then you'll be like oh no this people just they're just fucking people i'll tell you and, what's uh, what's been throwing me for a loop this week is uh jerry springer died and then there's been a lot of clips from a long time ago and from like the last few like however many decades that dude was on tv uh of him just like absolutely supporting the shit out of trans people yeah yeah and i was just he's, he's not shocked. a bad dude like, yeah 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 i just i just know. i had a I had a vision of that dude in my head and i was wrong so yep there's a lot more to that guy. Uh, he was way ahead of his time on that ship. So just for the love of God, like, yeah. I don't know. Hey, be nice to each other. Just be more like Jerry Springer, everybody. That's your message from Days of Future yeah. Cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or Nightcrawler, but never Kitty Pride. But, but never Kitty White Pride. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kitty Prejudice. Bye, everybody. Bye.